all about how if you're trying to communicate something with someone and it's not working, you got to think about how is this person need to be communicated with? Mm-hmm. And how can they hear what you're, what you're trying to share? Um, not just how you want to share it or how you would like to hear it. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, especially if it's like a, you're offended by something or you, you just differ on opinions, you're going to come out mm-hmm. a little sharper perhaps, or right. you're going to share your opinion more strongly with the aim of I'm going to convince you Mm-hmm. that this is what needs to happen. But all that's happening is you're distancing yourself from the person. If it's not, a, you're not speaking in a way that they can understand you. Hi, my name is Chris Zaug, and welcome to Let's Talk Teams, a podcast by Uptick, the one-on-one meeting software that helps managers and their teams get on the same page. But more than that, actually having better conversations with one another, not just talking about projects or status updates and all the stuff you can do via email. It digs into the nitty-gritty things, how work is going and how your team members work best, the conversations you never get to really have. Chris and I have been talking about how do you like to be communicated with and how do you like to communicate and how everyone's different in that way. But mm-hmm. we we just want to communicate the way we want to. Right. And we think other people probably want to be communicated with the way we wanted to be communicated with. Mm-hmm. And it's just not true. <laughs> totally. And... As we were talking through this, Chris remembered a story that um, he had he had heard about how changing how you speak can really change how the message is received. So I thought that'd be a good place to start. So, Chris, you want to share a bit about that? Yeah. Um, years ago, I had a job that I loved. I loved doing what I was doing every day, and it had an opportunity to influence a lot of people, and it was exciting. It was great. Felt like it fit my gifts really well. And then they basically fired me. <laughs> took me out of the role and said, you can't do that anymore. And I'm like, wait, whoa, what happened? You know, there wasn't a lot of, um, there wasn't a lot of uh, lead up to it. It was just, you're removed from this role. And, and I couldn't understand it. And they couldn't really share with me what was going on um, other than to say they didn't like the way I was communicating well with the team. And so I was incensed and I thought, I'm a nice guy. And I'm, you know, and I, and I was, and, and, and when people, would share with me issues that they wanted me to change. I would try to change and, you know, trying mm-hmm. to be a mature guy. I was a pretty young guy, but I was doing my best. And I went to this conference with this well-known speaker and I was waiting for this guy. So everybody was kind of talking to the dude and I was standing in the back and I thought, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to talk with this guy and share with him my tale of woe. Okay. So I finally got my moment. Everybody else is gone. We're sitting in this room and I, I shared with him what was going on. Now, you got to, you know, I'm an old guy now, but back in the day, I had really long, curly red hair. I was in a rock band. I kind of walked around with a little bit of a swagger, and I, I shared with him all this stuff. I said, this is, this is the truth. This is really what's happening. And he looks at me, and instead of empathy. Which you were hoping for. Which I was hoping for, he gave me truth, which I was not hoping for. He just looked, he said, <laughs> look at you, man. He said, you walk in here with the swagger, you've got this look about you, and you communicate more quickly and eloquently than the most people around you, okay? And your mind moves quickly, and you can be defensive really quickly. You can, you know, there's, there's so much about you that is unapproachable. And I'm like, but I'm a nice guy. <laughs> He's like, but this is what I've picked up in my first five minutes <laughs> yeah, of meeting exactly. you. Yeah, exactly. You just nailed me to the wall. And I, and, and then he said, he said, look, if I went to a restaurant and I order a hamburger from you and you're the server and you came up and you just slammed the hamburger down in front of me, yeah, you said something, you, you did something that was what I asked, but I, I can't metabolize what you just did. 
you know, so you have to be able to adjust your communication style for the people who are your audience, the people mm-hmm. that you're trying to influence, the people you're trying to work with. And I, I was not doing a good job of that. So this is something like I've talked about with friends and coworkers and, and different people, all about how if you're trying to communicate something with someone and it's not working, you got to think about how is this person need to be communicated with? Mm-hmm. And how can they hear what you're, what you're trying to share? Um, not just how you want to share it or how you would like to hear it. Mm-hmm. Because oftentimes, especially if it's like a, you're offended by something or you, you just differ on opinions, you're going to come out mm-hmm. a little sharper perhaps or right. you're going to share your opinion more strongly with the aim of I'm going to convince you mm-hmm. that this is what needs to happen. But all that's happening is you're distancing yourself from the person. If it's not, a, you're not speaking in a way that they can understand you. Mm-hmm. And this doesn't mean like, let's like dance around the subject or anything like mm-hmm. that. The, the feedback that most people have shared with me when I, when I say that is they're like, well, I just don't want to change who I am hmm. to communicate. I, I shouldn't have to change who I am. They should be able to understand what I'm sharing. Right. And I say, that's fine. You don't have to. But I'm not going to give you any belief that it's, you're going to be more successful mm-hmm. if you just decide I'm not going to change how I communicate. Right. Like I, I, one of my first jobs in, out of school was working in sales. Mm-hmm. And I found out real quick, if you're on the phone with someone who's talking quick, action, 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 mm-hmm. I don't tell long stories to that person. Mm-hmm. I say, great, what do you need? Okay, cool. Should we talk? I'll send you an email. Great, move on. Mirror them. That's mirroring. That's a very common negotiating, right. just talking, societal thing to do. And whenever you are talking with someone who's mirroring with you, it's not... Um, it's not manipulative. You mm-hmm. end up leaving the conversation with that person feeling like, wow, that was so great to talk with them. They're a right. great communicator because they were communicated in the way that they needed to be communicated with. And whether it's, you know, things that when Chris and I are debating different things about how we're going to build something in the product or we're kind of disagreeing about a certain idea or something, we both have worked with each other long enough to know that Chris knows I'd rather hear it straight. Mm-hmm. And it's not that Chris doesn't want to hear it straight, but I need to think about, okay, what was his intention with sharing that feedback and not discredit the intention, even if I disagree with the idea. Right. And it's learning about those things. And how am I going to, you know, if I disagree with Chris about something we're trying to, a decision of how we're going to make the app work. Mm -hmm. If I share more of like my intention behind why I disagree and why I think this could be a better path Mm -hmm. while still honoring whatever the, it was that you brought up. We're going to have a much better conversation because then we're going to understand each other more. It's right. not just disagreeing. Right. Totally. And, you know, infinite number of examples of that. No, that, you know, you said something right there. There's a word you used that just jumped out at me. You said learning, like you're learning about people. So you and I have been working together for about six years now. Mm-hmm. And when we first started working together, it was fun because it was like, hey, we're, we're new. You know, you're the, you're the young, smart guy. I'm the old guy trying to, trying to figure things out. And we're having a good time learning with each other. But as we went along, we realized, okay, we're really, really different guys. Mm-hmm. Like I love inspirational speeches. I, I cry at McDonald's commercials. I'm a sappy guy all the <laughs> way along. And you're, you're just not that way. You know, you're like, you know, let, let's, let's, let's debate the ideas. Let's get in. Let's dive in and really, really talk about it. And if I had stood my ground and said, well, I'm a storyteller. Every time I have a conversation with Michael, I'm going to tell, even if your eyes are glazing over and rolling back in your head, I'm going to do this and make him hear me. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not a very effective 
it's not a very effective way of, of communicating with someone. And I think oftentimes when we have disagreements with people, we think, well, I need to, I need to, to I need to let them know. I need it's, to share, share what's on my heart. Yep. Straight up. It's share, share what's on my heart. Now there's a euphemistic phrase that mm-hmm. doesn't often mean what it actually means. Yeah. What it usually means is I'm getting it off my chest. I'm going to have a cathartic moment where I'm going to tell you everything that's in my, in my heart. And I've, I've had the privilege of mentoring um, some some men and women over the years, and they often will come to me like, well, okay, what do I do about this? This is just, this is a, in fact, it happened this week with a friend of mine. You know, this is really a bad situation. What should I do? I need to go tell them what, I, what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, mm-hmm. all right, well, what, what's your end goal? Mm-hmm. Is your end goal that you feel good because you've said it? Or do you actually want to move the needle in the relationship? Because if that's the, if that's the point you're trying to make, if you're trying to move the needle, then back to your word, learning. How mm-hmm. do they take in information? How is it that they're going to be? Well, you know what what's their um, heart in it, and how can you how can you get to their heart, not just to their ears? Yeah, absolutely. And especially when there's some frustration in a conversation, that's usually when people don't want to quote cater mm-hmm. to the other person's communication style. Right. They say, I'm I'm fed up anyway. I'm not going to put in extra effort now to protect mm-hmm. your ego or make this something that's easier for you to understand. Mm-hmm. But I think your question then is a great, like, do you just want to let them know how yeah. this feels or do you actually want it to change? Right. Because it'll say, well, I don't believe it can change. Well, then we can start there. It's another conversation. Yeah, but that's the, that's the hard thing. You know, I was thinking of this story. You and I were chatting about it earlier. I was thinking about this story years ago. I was in South Africa, and I ran across this African missionary, uh, young guy. He was a young guy, and and in like three minutes, I heard him speak Afrikaans, English, and some other African language I didn't understand. Mm-hmm. And I was like, Oh my gosh! Like, what's going on here? Now in South Africa, they have eleven national languages, two European and nine African languages. And they're very distinct, and people love their language. They don't want to speak English, mm-hmm. right? So, so I I went up to this guy and I said, "Okay, can I ask you a question?" He said, "Sure." He said, "How many languages do you speak?" He said, "All of them." <laughs> I said, "You mean all eleven languages?" And he said, "Yeah." And I talked to, with with some other folks, and they confirmed this guy was perfectly fluent in eleven languages. And the reason was he was trying to reach the hearts of the people that he was ministering to. Mm -hmm. And so if we take that into our situation, if we want to get to the hearts of the people that we're trying to work on a team with, to collaborate with, then we need to understand their heart language, not a language that, you know, it's English. Everybody gets it. But it doesn't really hit home. So how do we hit home with the words that we're sharing with other people? And and then how are we willing also to be influenced by them Mm -hmm. and and try to understand, um, you know, the way that they're speaking to us as well? Yeah, and maybe why I'm a little more pushy on the subject of like you you should adapt how you communicate with different people rather than assuming that they will just deal with whatever, however you communicate is because when I went to school, I went to college, you know, all my friends in in high school were people that I played sports with mm-hmm. or went to church with or, or things like that. People I had an activity that was bringing us together. Mm-hmm. Or, or, you know, the next door neighbors you grew up next to. Mm-hmm. And when I went to college, it's like, well, I don't have any of those friends here now. Mm. If I don't learn how to 
be social. Mm -hmm. I'm just not going to have any friends. And that's not what I want. Because <laughs> I wasn't going to do any sports. I wasn't involved mm -hmm. in any specific things at that time. And I'm an introvert by nature. And so just conversation doesn't flow super easily for me mm. at the time. And even now, it's still a thing I work on. You're pretty good. But, <laughs> but like I had to think like, okay, if I'm going <laughs> to make any friends... It's going to be because I figure out how to actually have a conversation with people. Mm. And that means it's not going to be how I want to talk because, heck, it's not working for me anyway. I don't really know how to talk. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have like conversation starting questions, like saved on my phone. Mm -hmm. But it, it wasn't about just like, you know, how do I start having a conversation? I'm awkward or anything like that. But I knew that however I was going to talk with you, if you were going to like talking with me, it was going to be because like I was able to have a good conversation with you mm -hmm. or like I could communicate with you. And it wasn't because I'm trying to change who I am. It's because I'm trying to communicate with you. Mm -hmm. And we all like people who communicate well with us. And I think the thing that's so hard for people to understand about this is it's not, you're not some shapeshifter. You're not removing your identity. You're not changing right. who you are. You're not changing who you are. Right. You're just changing how you speak right. and how you connect. And it's not even like massive changes. It's if I'm trying to get a point across with you, Chris, sometimes I'll even share more of a story now because mm -hmm. I know that that's how you can connect. Right, right. right. It's not that it pains me to do it. Right. I just don't uh, respond to hype. Right. But I know other people do and that's fine. Yeah. So I think a lot of it comes from the understanding like I'm going to need to shift how I communicate in order to make some friends. And turns out I made some friends, found my wife at school and everything. But I think that's why other people have a hard time doing it because they don't want to change who they are. Right. And it's not about changing who you are. Right. No, I think that's absolutely true. I think in communication classes uh, years ago, we used to talk about, um, you know, watering your garden. Okay. Because mm -hmm. so I've got water in my house. It's, it's, there's a spigot outside and I've got a hose. But unless I take the hose and connect it to the, the spigot, walk over to the garden and turn it on, the, it, I'm not going to be able to water my garden. It's the connection between the hose and the water source that will actually cause the garden to grow. That's good. Yeah, and if we, if, if we want to have communication with people, we've got to find out what's the right connection. You know, for me, you're right. It's story. For you, it's let's get to the, let's get to the facts and then dive deeper from there into the, the insights below that. Um, now, you know, in a perfect relationship, as you get to know each other, there's a there's a give and take, there's an ebb and flow. Mm -hmm. But particularly for managers, really, it's your job to do that first. You've got to take the first step, mm -hmm. and it's more important that you that you go and play on their turf that you seek to understand than you make them play on your turf and help you know want to be understood. That's mm -hmm. really an important uh, thing for managers. I and I think for people in general, look, you know, you're always going to win when you take the first step. I think. I think that's something to do. And, and mm -hmm. you know, and there are some people you can't win over. They're going to hate you anyway. And <laughs> I've had people that, you know, nothing I could do, at least nothing I, I landed on was effective. And mm -hmm. you can at some point just go, well, I mean, I did my best to try to, to try to do that. But I think for the most part, people really respond to your interest in them. You're interested in trying to communicate in a way that's effective to them. Mm -hmm. and, and then they'll come your way too. Hey, thanks again for tuning in to Let's Talk Teams. If you have any other questions, we'd love to talk with you. You can hit us up on Twitter at UpTickApp 
or you can also message us personally. Our info is in the show notes. And if you want to make your one-on-ones better with your team or with your manager, check out Uptick by visiting uptickapp.com.